0: Lidstrom, Coffey, Orr, Niedemeyer, Potvin, and Bork, just to name a few, were the best defensemen of the past. Now here today on the Burning Leaf Podcast, episode number eight, we're here to talk about the top 10 defensemen of the present and maybe even future. Alongside me is Russo and Tom as always. And uh, guys, it was honestly really hard to come down with the top 10 D, man, don't you think?
1: This one was tough. Like, I thought goalies was pretty easy. Cause there, I wouldn't say there is many truly elite goalies in the league. There's a lot of defensemen to choose from. Um, our lists were so different, each of us. Um, but yeah, I think it was. This was hard, and I know Tom, you had some definitely different opinions than the rest of us. But yeah, it was tough. It
2: was it was tough, but it was. Yeah, hard. there's been there's been some hard decisions here, but I think in the end we came out with a pretty good list. I think most of us can be happy with the way we
0: ordered this. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, before we get into it, though, I just want to mention something really quickly. So, we don't we don't have to spend like a minute or something on this. Just your quick thought. Would you like to see the boxing match of a Vander Kane versus Jake Paul? Oh my God, please, please!
1: I don't yeah, think it's worth Vander Kane. I, I don't think it's worth Vander Kane's time. But this is so funny. This is it is funny. This is
2: the funniest thing I've seen all year. Like honestly, like I, I think Kane could legitimately win that. Pretty oh, yeah. Dude, he's been boxing that, his whole life a hundred percent he could. Size. That's a size difference. I think that's that's a walk. Or at least yeah. it should be.
0: Yeah, I just want to mention it quickly just because finally NHL's kinda of getting some exposure just because of vander Kane's kind of mention in the breath of the Paul brothers. But yeah, that's pretty cool and I'd like to see it, but uh we'll get to our list now, and it's the top ten defensemen in the National Hockey League right now. And yeah, we'll get started right away at number 10. And, uh, yeah, Russo, if you want, you could uh, list this guy off first. Yeah,
1: at number 10, we had the guy that demonized me about a year, about almost two years ago now, Kale McCarr of the Colorado Avalanche. Uh, this guy came in. You know, he got – it was weird how McCarr got drafted right out of the AJHL, and people were like, oh, who's this McCarr guy? And then, you know, he goes on to UMass and has two pretty incredible years there and then joins the Avalanche in the playoffs in 2019 and just absolutely tore it up. And there, and then, I, I think some people might have thought maybe there'll be a little bit of a rookie slump. You know, who knows if he can actually keep that up? And he goes on fifty points. You know, Colorado's one of the best teams in the league, and he wins rookie of the year. This guy's incredible. I think, you know, he wasn't on my list. He's super, super good, though. Like I, I I've got to see him up close. You know, he's in the Western Conference against the Flames. You know, he's really good. He kind of matches the the Avalanche, the speed, the skill. And you know what? He's not a bad defender. Uh, you know, only being his rookie year, he was able to, him and Ryan Graves, you know, they put together a pretty decent pairing. Um, and he's only getting better. So, Kale McCarr at 10. Um, what are
2: your guys' thoughts on all hail Kale? All hail Kale's is right, I think. Uh, Kale McCarr is really good, really young. Like you said, he fits that play style in Colorado perfectly. Great puck-moving defenseman. Small, but he knows how to use his size in a physical way it just it's a perfect fit overall and even though he's what number 10 on our list now in the next year next two years he's definitely going to be top five six maybe oh, yeah. even top three he's one hell of a player and just uh it's gonna be really fun to watch on colorado for the years yeah. to come
0: yeah for sure and joe sakic knew what to do he got rid of barry and said like mccarr's gonna fit nicely into this uh team right here on the number one unit and number one power play and, well, he did exactly what uh, Joe Sackick thought he'd do. And he put up 50 points in 57 games, 0.88 per points per game as a defenseman, a rookie defenseman on the Avalanche. It's pretty incredible what this guy could do every night. There's always these highlight reels on the NHL YouTube coming out every game that he plays. There's the way he skates, the way he thinks. And, yeah, he's going to be a lot higher on this list maybe next year and in the future. And, I'd like to see him pick up the Norris in a few years, but there's going to be a lot of battles with some young uh, defensemen coming up in the NHL. So I think it's fair to say uh, Kel McCarr is deserving a number 10 spot. We'll move on to number 9. Tom, you can mention this one.
2: Yeah, so for our number 9 spot, uh, we have Charlie McAvoy, the demonizer of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And personally for me, I left Charlie McAvoy off this list. I don't think, not yet, he's ready for this spot. I think, like, next year for sure uh he could be on this but he got a lot of sheltered time if throughout his career mostly defense or offensive zone starts and i know he's an offensive minded defenseman but when he's playing with like zadano char there's always that uh thought of mcavoy isn't the better defenseman on this pairing even though by far and away he is i'm just not a personally a giant fan of him could be the Leafs bias but um it it's just not one where i think he's quite ready to be on this list in a year or two for sure but i'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on that i just don't think he's quite ready to be on this list
1: yeah that's where i'm going to totally disagree with you there there's a reason so i had Charlie McAvoy at 6 on cool. my list and we can um, debate this but the the reason being McAvoy like you said he's more offensive-minded. I think it's totally flipped. He's really good defensively, he defends super well. There's a reason he got really tough matchups with Chara. There's a reason he was given those matchups with Zdeno Chara. You know, their their kind of other de- offensively-minded pair was the Tory Krug and Brandon Carlo pairing. Even though Brandon Carlo is much more defensive-minded, um, and now Torrey Krug is not there, but McAvoy was given tough minutes with Chara, and he played extremely well. He was a little snake bit. I don't believe he scored his first goal to like January or something, but I know that really isn't McAvoy's calling card. He is more defensively minded. And I know you guys get to see him a lot more than I do. Uh, obviously, the him being in the Atlantic. But I don't know. Everything I've seen, you know, from the eye test to all the metrics that come out about McAvoy, he's deserving to be here. He, he's, you know, he's young. He's. I think he's one of those guys that I believe does get slept on. Uh, When we're talking about these young defensemen like Hughes, Makar, Dahlien, who I really wanted to put here, but um, he's just really damn good. And I I think he'll, with, you know, next year is going to be a test for him. You know, if Zidane Char isn't brought back, which it doesn't seem necessarily like it's going to happen, there's going to be a test for McAvoy. And can he handle being the absolute number one on this team? Can he handle, you know, handling the power play can he handle being that number one guy in the power play maybe it's gonna be matt Grizzlick, who knows but he's gonna be given all the responsibility to do what he has to do um but i i definitely think he can handle it there's a reason i had him so high um i just i think he's really damn good and thomas i'll let you finish it off on mcavoy because like i said you guys get to see him a lot more than i do
0: i would agree with you there russo on the fact that mcavoy he's going to need to step up a lot next year because It's a bit of a thinner decor on the Boston Bruins side. Like, I played with them in NHL 21 recently, and it's really thin besides McAvoy, Grizzly, and Carlo. So I know NHL 21 has nothing to do with the actual NHL hockey, but McAvoy is going to need to step up for the Bruins next year and be that true number one guy with Krug out of the picture right now. But I think he can do it. If he doesn't, well, we're going to come here next year and say, oh, well, he's not going to be on our list anymore. But... McAvoy uh, definitely deserves to be in the nine slot, I feel. No more higher than that because, uh, yeah, like, I guess I can agree. I can kind of agree with you, Tom, on saying to uh, kind of uh, char up a sheltering McAvoy in a way, but I think McAvoy is a tremendous skater. He's a pain in the ass, and that's what you want from a Bruins player, especially a pain in the ass, can skate and get points and play good on the defensive end. So I think McAvoy is more than uh, deserving of this nine slot on our list, and we can go to number eight on the Vegas Golden Knights. Shea Theodore Russo, you can take it away here because you see him a lot. Oh, I love Shay
1: Theodore. I absolutely love Shay Theodore. Like He was on the Ducks. I was at that game three in Calgary in 2017 where he scored that freaking goal to tie the game or whatever it was. And now he's on Vegas and he's completely broken out as a star. Like, you saw this coming. We saw him play the World Juniors. He was incredible. Then he wasn't really getting that much time on Anaheim because... Anaheim, like three, like before he got taken in expansion, there was Hampus Lindholm, Sammy Vatanen, Cam Fowler, Josh Manson, like Brandon Montour was still there. There were so many pieces on that Ducks roster where he just didn't really fit in. And he goes to Vegas. He was sent. I believe he played in the AHL for like the first couple months in that first year of expansion, like when Vegas came in. But ever since then, since like he was given that spot, he's been he's been unbelievable. And this past year, I think showed it. Um, the guy plays defensively really well and everyone knows him for his offense the super smooth skating the the unbelievable hands he has like Theodore is truly you know a modern age defenseman where he skates extremely well handles the puck well, he moves the puck well but he can defend and now he's gonna be getting Alex Petrangelo as potentially his partner is gonna be is gonna be so so stupid how good that's going to be. So there's a reason we have Theodore at eight. Um, I had him again. I personally had him higher, um, but actually, no, I did have him right at eight. <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, so you guys can take it away and Shea Theodore. Yeah. I also had him right at eight too. And I think like you hit the nail on the head there. Like it's the perfect modern age defenseman. And like we said, with the McCarr fit for the avalanche, Theodore fits the fit of the golden knight perfectly. A nice run and gun team and he's a puck moving defenseman get it out of the defensive zone into the hands of the forwards and let them deal with it he's also not one to shy away from scoring jumping up into the rush and he really just fits that team perfectly and he's really come onto the radar in the playoffs this year and just the whole stints up and down ahl nhl ahl nhl and it's he's finally stuck here he had 46 points this year uh, spectacular! He's on Team Canada in the World Championships when that happens, and even for the next Olympics, like we might be looking at him being on Team Canada for the next Olympics. And I think he's really cemented himself as not only uh, a top defenseman on his team. Well, now there's Petroangelo, but like just a top defenseman in the league. And he's really come onto the stage here, and I think Vegas has to be really, really happy with that pickup.
0: Uh, that's all you have yeah. to say about the- Theodore? Yeah. Yeah, he's really solidified himself as a top 10 D-man in the league for sure. After the playoff run he had, he had, I think, 19 points in 20 games, which is crazy as a defenseman. And there's a lot more defensemen we'll get to that had a lot of point per games here in the playoffs. But Shea Theodore skates very well, and he's a smart puck sense moving defenseman. And he dealt with testicular cancer this past season. Yeah,
1: that was something I was going to mention. Because that's insane that he came back from that. Yeah, and the way he he came back is is just
0: incredible. So, yeah, like he's dealt with a lot of shit, and he's kind of turned that into something good and solidified himself on the Burning Leafs uh, podcast top 10 defenseman list. So with that being said, we can go to the number 7th defenseman in the NHL. And, Tom, you can take this way because me and you both shared him on our list a bit higher than Russo did, so... Uh, you take this one away at number seven. Who do we have?
2: Yeah, uh, we have John Carlson, uh, noted Norris contender for as long as we can think that he's been in the league. He's always been in that conversation, and we both had him ranked a lot higher than where we have him here at at number eight, and the only reason he is at eight is because Russo had him at number 10. Now, I think she, or uh, John Carlson is... Just kind of that older age of defenseman, but he still plays that modern style like we talked about with Shea Theodore. Really good moving the puck up, likes to jump in the rush. Just overall, spectacular defenseman, and he was a key part of that Caps uh, Cup win. And he just stuck around with that core that entire time, and it's hard to knock him for being anything lower on this list. And I think even where we have him here at number seven is just a little bit too low in my own opinion i mean the dude had the most primary assists of anybody on this list this year with 38 he had 38 primary assists the next highest was kale mccarr actually actually sorry roman yossi had 28 so that's 10 less primary assists at the number two spot and then that's roman yossi right so i think He really helps run that Caps offense, the power play, and he just does a spectacular job from the back end. But I'm interested to see what you guys have to say. Yeah, I mean,
1: like you said, I had him at number, I had him at number ten, and it's not because I think John Carlson's bad. Obviously, I think he's a very good player. He's he's super talented. You know, there's a reason he racks up as many points as he does. Playing on that Capitals power play with Ovechkin, because that's how backstrom also helps, but. Scores a lot of goals, like you said. He had a lot of primary assists here. I'd imagine a lot of them were just passing them to Ovechkin on the power play. But the reason hey, I that's had him a primary low, assist. yeah, well the <laughs> the reason I had I him low him. just I don't think his defensive numbers are where they should be, considering he is a number one guy getting paid eight million dollars a year. Um, you know, I know a lot of defensemen in the league, especially nowadays. You know, they're super offensively capable, but they aren't the best defensively. John Carlson's basically that. Um, I don't think he's bad, obviously. I had him at number 10. Um, I I just, there were a few guys that I would potentially take above him. You know, Shea Theodore and Charlie McAvoy had amongst them. But um, I think John Carlson's really good. You know, he puts up points. He does what he has to do on this, you know, Capitals team. You know, the the Capitals as a whole, the past two seasons, since they lost Barry Trotz, they've been kind of a train wreck defensively. Um... So that's not just on John Carlson. That's on everyone. Uh, but, you know, he's deserving to be on this list. You know, he had 75 points this year. Like, unbelievable year that he had. I remember there was a time where they were debating, well, John Carlson had 100 points. And it was like, you know, that it was possible at a point. So, um, yeah, he's at, you know, he's deserving to be on the list, like I said. Um, but, yeah, that, those are kind of my thoughts on John Carlson. So, Thomas, you can take it out on from here.
0: Uh, so yeah, with John Carlson, I think he's definitely a top 10 defenseman in the league. Um, he player, he paired with Michael Kempney, I believe, most of the season last year. And Michael Kempney was a really complimentary player to his offensive style that John Carlson plays. When Kempney's more defensive, I, I, I assume. And they also brought in Brendan Dillon to help that as well. And with John Carlson, he's, yeah, like I said, he's definitely a top 10 defenseman. Um, he had over a point per game, 1.09 points per game as a D-man. That's the most in the NHL in the past 10 seasons which is tied with uh, Chris Letang in the lockout season 2012, 2013. So they're the only two with 1.09 points per game. That's honestly insane, to be honest. And he had the most even strength points as a defenseman this season with 49. And that's one shy of 50. That's incredible, just even strength. And then the last few years, he's been a great offensive threat to watch for the the Capitals. Like not even just a good defenseman, an offensive threat. When you have to guard a defenseman like John Carlson as an offensive threat with guys like Ovechkin, Guznetsov, and Backstrom on your forward group, that's that's pretty insane just to think about. And yeah, I, I really like John Carlson as a defenseman. Russo, you mentioned it. There was at one point in the season where like this guy's going to hit 100 points, to be honest. But I mean, that was a bit much. But I think if we played a full season, he's probably hitting 85 points, which is insane. So uh, this is like kind of what like, Brent burns did a few years ago with all the points, racking up the goals. And, uh, yeah, I believe John Carlson's a top 10 defenseman and I think he's more deserving in the slot he's in right now. So the next defenseman we have on the list at number six is from the Dallas Stars and Russo. You got an up close look at him in the first round of Stanley Cup playoffs.
1: Yeah. And that's going to be Miro Haskinen. Um, yeah, this guy was not fun to play against. See, the fact that this guy is 21 and he's already as good as he is, is kind of amazing. Um, probably one of the best skating defensemen in the league um I don't even think there's a debate there how well he skates his like defensively has come so far I think like in his rookie year he was paired with Roman Polak like I think the entire year and like the fact that he did what he did then and then this year I believe he was paired with Jamie Alexiak um if I'm not mistaken but Haskinen like I got to see him for those six games straight and he was jumping in the rush. He was creating offense. He, I know he scored a few goals in that series, um, you know, and then defensively, just so capable defensively. Um, just such a strong player. Like, I, I, there aren't really words to describe how good Mio Haskinen is and, like, how good he's going to be. Like, it's him and John Klingberg. like, it's a really so solid one-two punch on the back end. Um, and Haskinen, you um, he proved it this year especially in the playoffs like against the flames against uh the avalanche against tampa and against vegas like he was phenomenal um yeah and he was in the same draft as rasmus dahlin and you know he's kind of you know i wouldn't say outperforming him at this point but we've gotten a lot more exposure to uh than we have to dahlin so far but one thing that um sticks out to me about Hayeskin, like i said was his skating ability where i remember about him like I think it was like his first shift in the NHL. Like, I don't know if you guys have seen the clip of him. It's like a defensive zone face-off, takes the puck all the way down, gets a shot, takes the puck away, another like high danger shot, and then he back checks, takes the puck away. Like he's incredible, and I can't wait to watch him for you know the next 10 plus years. I think he's gonna be really incredible.
2: Yeah, like you mentioned it in his first NHL shift, the guy went end to end. And I remember watching that too, and like he's such a smooth skater, just uh, in every situation forwards backwards his agility side to side really good now uh he on our list he was uh only had the ninth most amount of points of any defenseman charlie McFoy had the least with 32 and heiskanen had 35 but again like i said with john carlson heiskanen had a lot more primary points than he did secondary points he only had 11 sec- secondary assists which is the lowest on this list granted second lowest amount of points but still it's there he gets more primary than secondary points and as well he is still young but he does give the puck away a lot more than he takes it away now that will come with age and come as he develops but he's just overall such a spectacular defenseman and on that pair with Alexiak it's a good fit And then even though he's playing on that second pair behind Klingberg and Lindell, like that pair is really good. And Miro on the second pair just knows how to take over the game, knows his job, knows his role, and can just obliterate any other team's defensive systems. And in the playoffs, we saw that they really shifted away from that defensive style into a much more offensive style. And that's where we saw Miro really, really break out and he'll continue to do so. And like you mentioned with Deline, I think he's on our honorable mentions list. And I think eventually, once Buffalo gets good, he can break into this list too, because I think we all really like Rasmus Deline. But for now, Miro gets it out of that draft class. He gets to be on this list. And Thomas, do you have any thoughts?
0: And then on uh, Miro Heiskin and for me, I, I just think this guy, what he did in the playoffs is always going to be remembered by NHL fans, especially young NHL fans watching just the way he was skating and the way he was getting points. like he had almost a point per game in the playoffs as a 21 year old defenseman. And the next part of that is defenseman. that's that's pretty incredible to put up those numbers such a young age as a defenseman. And I'd really like to see Miro Heiskanen take the number one spot away on the power play from John Klingberg. John Klingberg is a still good puck moving defenseman on that power play, but I think we'd all just love to watch Miro Heiskanen just dish out the puck to uh, Sagan, Ben, Radulov, Guryanov. Even should be on it as well. But going back to Heiskanen, I think we'd all like to see him on that number one unit and just kind of tear it up and just be his own defenseman, be the best defenseman on his team. So there's a lot more years to come from Miro Heiskanen to get that Norris Trophy and be maybe even top three on the list in the future. And I think we're all a big fan of that. So with that being said, we can go to the fifth best defenseman in the league, according to us. And he plays, uh, he plays on the Carolina hurricanes and it's not probably the defenseman you're thinking of. It's another one. Number 74, Jacob Slavin.
1: Oh, hell yes. Jacob Slavin. He's been one of, I think hockey's best kept secrets for the past, I don't know, a few years now, but, uh, these past two years, especially with Carolina on the uprise, I think Slavin's kind of been getting the recognition he deserves. Uh, he was number five on my list. He was number five on Tom's list. Um, and where was he on Thomas's list? He was at number nine on Thomas's list, so a little lower. But uh, Jacob Slavin, I think even before Dougie Hamilton got to the Hurricanes, like he was paired with Brett Pesci. Um, and he, him and Brett Pesci were really two of those underrated guys in the league and slavin now um what the you know the lights that you know the action on the hurricanes these past few years now with the storm surge and then making the conference finals back in 1819 um slavin's really i think being getting the respect he deserves in this league manages the puck probably as good as anyone in the league the way he handles the puck you know distributes it everything defends extremely well and i don't think anyone can take that away from him how well he defends, he plays probably the toughest minutes on the Hurricanes and he gets the toughest matchups every night and he handles it extremely well he's you know what his offensive numbers may not you know um, they may not pop off the page but he can ship in offensively he's you know he's got some good skill like I don't think people necessarily think of Jacob Slavin and think of how skilled he is but this guy had 36 points in, 30, in 68 games this year You know, he only had two and eight games in the playoffs, which, you know, maybe was a little disappointing on his end, considering he had 11 and 15 the year prior, but, you know, him and Dougie Hamilton have really created one of the best pairs in hockey, if not the best pair in hockey. Um, You know, we'll get to Dougie Hamilton a little bit later, spoiler alert, but um, he's so, so good, and um, like I said, finally getting the respect he deserves, and I know, Tom, you had him... As high up as I
2: did, so I'll let you take it away. Yeah, yeah. I also had him at number five, and I think like you hit the nail on the head there with him and Hamilton becoming one of the premier defensive pairs in the league. And we look at like Jacob Slaven and like yeah, his offensive numbers might not be there. Uh, I like to bring up the primary versus secondary assists; they're both at fifteen, and then he had six goals to boot with that, uh, which is the lowest of anybody remaining on this list. However, you look at his defensive stats and what he's able to do defending the play, spectacular at defending the rush, breakups when the other team is entering the Carolina zone, he's spectacular at that. He stops them better than almost anybody in the league. And as well, uh, looking at like giveaways and takeaways, he doesn't give the puck away a whole lot, but his takeaways, he had eighty-one takeaways in. 68 games that's by far more than anybody else on this list the next is victor hedman 47 Mm -hmm. and jacob slayton had 81 and that's just he does such a good job defending the play defending it from his own zone even just keeping the puck in the offensive zone which is something carolina really wants because then they can get it up to all the offensive weapons that they have and i think that him and hamilton are one hell of a defense pairing and they both just it's so complimentary where hamilton can just play up in the rush and slavin can just defend and they both work so well together and thomas if you have anything else to add to that because i think you gotta you gotta hype up this pairing the same way me and russo did
0: yeah i had him a bit lower on the list at nine but just looking back at it what you guys have said yeah i know it is disappointing but the ways you guys said and like how good defensive he is like I didn't really realize that until a couple years ago. And and a couple years ago, I, wa- I really, really wanted the Leafs to go after him because he I, I kind of knew this guy was going to kind of break out somehow and be defensively as ex- good as he was. And he was a plus 30 this year, which is incredible. And I really wanted the Leafs to get him, but unfortunately, they obviously didn't. And now his price is probably the highest it will ever be and maybe even growing, to be honest, because with him and Hamilton playing a full year next year, if they do – holy smokes that could be a defensive pairing that is going to be remembered forever and Jacob Slavin's defensive play you guys already mentioned it 81 takeaways uh the most in the NHL and there's like a bunch of guys in the 50s and he's in the 80s so yeah Jacob Slavin uh last year he wasn't the greatest offensively and that's not his game at all his game is probably more defensive than offensive so when Dougie Hamilton went down he had to cover for the power play just a bit and didn't really fit the bill there, but his game is more defensive, and he's going to be remembered to be more of a defensive defenseman in the NHL, but he does it great. He does it on an elite level, and he gets all the credit uh, where credit's due. So, I Yeah, think it's
1: absurd it's- how good he is, honestly. Because like, yeah. I think, especially now, mm-hmm. we look at defensemen and we see, okay, where's the points? You know, How flashy are they? And like Slavin's more old school, I think, mm-hmm. than a lot of the guys here. And I think that's why he might not necessarily get the respect or get the recognition of the rest of the league when you know everyone's talking about Kale McCarr and Roman Yossi and Quinn Hughes and Rasmus Dahlin like when we're getting that coverage we're not hearing about Jacob Slavin especially in a in a, a market like Carolina we're not getting that much exposure to him but like I said he does what a defenseman needs to do and that's play keep the puck out of his own net um which he does extremely a lot I know Tom you want to add one more thing on
2: Slavin yeah and you said like uh there's one thing defensemen are supposed to do and it's keep the puck out of your own net well uh i was looking at the numbers here out of everybody on our list the penalties plus drawn penalties drawn and versus taken your plus minus jacob slavin and despite the short season had seven more penalties drawn than he took which is the only one in the positives. And you think of defenseman as you defend the zone in any way possible. You can be a slash, a hook if you get caught or whatever. He does it. He does such a good job defending in such a clean way. And you just have to admire what he's able to do. And I don't think anybody else in the league plays the same style that he can better than him. If we look at the guys that are flashier. He's not as flashy, but he does something nobody else does. And he does it so incredibly well and i think he's deserving of being in the norris conversation almost every year
0: yeah you said it perfect like it's something that i don't think gets enough credit in the nhl when people watch because all they look for is what russo said the flashy play the flashy goal and i think just keeping the the puck out of the net is just as important like it's it's really just as important and you can clearly tell with some teams that can't really defend and the puck always goes in their net that's something that any any team in the NHL would take a defensive defenseman like Jacob Slavin and the people on our list. So um, we'll get off the Jacob Slavin talk because there's another Carolina defense we have to get to in a few couple spots. But the spot before is number four, Alex Petrangelo, the new Vegas Golden Knights uh, defenseman. And uh, if you don't mind, I'll just go with this first. Just a couple things before you and Russo Russo and yeah. Tom get into this. Let's go right ahead. Uh, Petrangelo coming off a year where he had a long 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 run with the st. Louis Blues capturing the Stanley Cup uh, is pretty impressive to put up the numbers he did after that because it, you can be a bit tired after the season and he put up a great year this year uh, had 0.74 points per game as a D-man which is incredible and uh, was tied for second in goals by a defenseman and on the power play he was also tied second in goals so just another incredible season for Petrangelo I'm very excited to see what he could do on the Vegas Golden Knights this year with a star-studded cast around him. And not to say that St. Louis did, but this team is scary. And even with him added to the mix, it's just even more scarier. So fellow Italian, Alex Alex Petrangelo, number four on the list for us. Anything you guys have to add, Russo, you can go first.
1: Yeah, I mean, we've all known how good Petrangelo's been for years. Like He, he stepped into the league at a really young age. And, you know he's a Stanley Cup winner he probably should have a Norris under his belt uh, you could have made the argument he should have at least been on the top three ballots this year with the year he had um, you know in 2017-18 he also had a truly remarkable season uh, and then last year in the playoffs obviously leading the uh, blue Swiss Stanley Cup with 19 and 26 games um, he is again he, I think he plays more of an old-schooler game than Maybe some of the other guys us almost like a Jacob Slavin. He definitely has more offensive capability than Jacob Slavin, uh, but defensively he's just as strong. And I, I can't wait to see um, what he's going to do with Vegas. You know, I, if he is going to be paired with Shea Theodore, like it's going to be scary to see how good that pairing is. And like obviously the Flames being the Pacific Division, which it may not be that for 2021, but you know moving forward. Um, you know, having that duo and that team in this division is not going to be fun to play against. And you can say what you want about the contract, too much, too long. But Petrangelo's is truly one of the elite, elite defensemen in the league, and he deserves everything that he's going to get. And he's he's remarkable. I mean, like he got his cup. People saw how good he was in the playoffs. You know, two seasons ago, um, maybe he wasn't as strong this year. But the whole Blues team as a whole wasn't as strong. Uh, but Petro. He's truly elite, like I said, and that's really all I have to add. He's truly
2: unbelievable, and he's going to be super strong for this Vegas team now. Yeah, and, like, I don't really think there's anything else you could really say about him. He's just – he's not – in any metrics, he doesn't stand out above the rest. He doesn't really have any weak spots. He just – he's consistently great in every situation you put him in, and that's really what you want. Like, he was Blues captain – fantastic leader on and off the ice. And I don't really have much to say about him other than like just all around what a great player this guy is on and off the ice. And I think Vegas really got lucky being able to pick him up and it's going to be one fun defensive or it's just going to be really fun to watch on that Vegas back end with him, Theodore, everybody else. And I think with the way Vegas plays, he'll be able to put up a lot more points than he did in St. Louis and it's going to be really, really, really fun how to see to see how he grows on that back end. And with that, I think we can move on to the number three spot, the other Carolina Hurricanes defenseman. Russo, yeah. do you want to start this one off? I, I really do because this is probably He's my favorite player on the entire list. Uh, number three, we got
1: Dougie Hamilton. He was at number one. On my list and it's you know maybe it's a little biased because he was on my favorite team for three years Uh, but Dougie Hamilton he's truly truly one of the best if not the best defenseman in the NHL at least in my in my opinion I do think he's the number one defenseman in the league yes I'm still salty about that trade and I guess I will always be salty about that trade because it wasn't a good trade but that I'm gonna get completely off topic if I start going in that direction Dougie Hamilton even when he was on the flames he had a 44, a 45, and a 50-point season. He went to Carolina. I believe he had 38 in his first year, but he scored 18 goals. This year, 40 points in 47 games for Dougie Hamilton. He, If he didn't get injured this season, he would have won the Norris Trophy. And I will believe that till the day I die, he would have won the Norris this year if um, he had played the whole year. He's an upcoming UFA. Um, he's going to get a lot A lot of money Um, and I know there is some you know thing where people don't believe he's good defensively or people don't believe he's strong on the defensive side of the puck um, which is completely not true he is strong on the defensive side of the puck he's maybe not as strong as you know maybe some other guys that we've mentioned or are gonna mention but he's still super strong and his offensive numbers his offensive metrics are off the charts like it's he's the best out of any other player in the league when it it comes to creating offense from the back end. He's the best at it. Combine that with how huge he is, he's like 6'6". He skates so incredibly well, and I can go on for days about Dougie Hamilton. Um, He was elite in his days in Calgary on that pair with Mark Giordano. He was arguably their best defenseman for two of the three years he was in Calgary. And he's arguably been the best defenseman in Carolina since he arrived. He's, in my opinion, the best defenseman in the NHL. Obviously, we had some disagreement there, but he's totally deserving a spot at number three. And like, if he has a huge year this upcoming year, he's going to be in for a massive payday. And I honestly hope to God he gets it because he deserves it, and he's he's right up there. And like, we can be ta- I know we talked about with the goalies um, about you know who's going to be on this list in five years or who's going to be on this list in ten years. And Dougie Hamilton, I believe he's twenty seven years old. There's a very good chance five years from now he's still on this list. So um, I'll let you guys take it away on good old Douglas Hamilton, little brother,
2: Dougie. Yeah. uh, Dougie Hamilton, the noted Leafs draft pick or, well, it was the pick that the Leafs owned the number nine spot in 2011. But you like, you said it perfectly. He's just such a premier defenseman, mostly on the offensive side, but like, for his size, he's one of the few that's able to skate as well as he is. We'll see coming off of the leg injury how he's able to actually rebound from that, but I think like he should be fine. Well, uh, to be fair, no, like, he was dude. great in the playoffs, to be fair, in those five he games. Yeah, yeah, he was. And I think like Carolina will be one of those teams that just keeps growing and growing, gets better year after year. And I think Hamilton, hopefully he can stick around with that team because he fits really well there, especially with Slavin like we talked about. But, uh, I really think that he's in for a good year. I hope he gets a very good year and I hope he sticks around because it's a fun player to watch on that team He fits perfectly. He's finally found a team that loves him, a team that sort of embraces his odd style of living. If you can yeah, that's say what that, I was going to say, I totally forgot. Like, like
1: it's probably the first team that's embraced him.
2: Yeah. Which is like weird. he's never really had a, like a home where a team that's like, Oh, let's go to the bar. Okay, he'll go to a museum, and then, like, other people on that team will join him. He's finally found a home and a fit that really works well with that team. And it's not even... He's he's never had that.
1: Yeah, and it's not even like I think Dougie Hamilton's a weird person. I just think he's quiet. And for whatever reason, they won't let him be that guy. And I know he was run out of Boston for being that reason, and I know he was definitely run out of Calgary, Eric Francis, for being that kind
2: of guy. Um But yeah, sorry, I'll let you continue because, sorry, I just love him. No worries. And like, Like, he's finally found that fit. I don't care if he's, like, a quiet guy. There's quiet leaders. A bunch of them are. Like, do you think John Tavares is a loud leader? No. He's a quiet leader. He does his job, and he does it really well, and the other people on the team follow him. I think Hamilton is one of those that, like, sure, he likes to go to museums. Okay, cool. He likes to have some sort of education think his mind and you can almost see it on the ice with the way he like he thinks the game it's methodical but he's able to keep up with his mind and that's really what makes him special he's able to think what to do how to rush up the ice where to pass it where to shoot it and it's just it's one of those special bonds I think he's really gonna break out this year again while will keep being really good and hopefully he can stick around with Carolina because that's one really fun team you guys have anything else to add? Because I think me and Russo have gone pretty long.
0: Yeah, no, just one more thing. I mean, Doug Hamilton, one of the best defensemen in the NHL. That's no questions even asked. Top five for sure. And just being playing 47 games and getting 40 points in those 47 games as a defenseman is pretty remarkable. Being a plus 30 tied with Jacob Slavin in doing that. So they were combined plus 60, that pairing. That is insane to even think about. And they both add to that mixture. But Dougie Hamilton on the offensive side is incredible. Um, like Russo said, he plays a full year. He's probably in that Norris conversation, probably winning that Norris trophy and taking it home. And he's probably ending up with 20 goals, plus 20 goals maybe even. He finished oh, with 14. So definitely. there's no question that this guy's top 10 in the league, maybe even top five for sure. Maybe even one Russo, you can argue that. But yeah, I know that's your boy, And you he's have a little mind. bit of bias in that opinion. But... Dougie Hamilton next year, we could be looking at a monster season for Dougie Hamilton, so.
1: especially with him in a contract year. Yeah, I think he's going to be more motivated than ever. Like, I think he was motivated going out of Calgary with how how everything ended with him in Calgary. Mm-hmm. Like, I still can't believe he scored seventeen goals and they still traded him. Yeah, like crazy. okay, I know it's been two years, I'm still pissed off about that, but um, I just I love him. I love Dougie Hamilton. He's like one of my favorite players, probably yeah. ever. Um, but if I think we're good on Dougie Hamilton, yeah, I think we good. spend quite a bit of time. Uh, and number two, um, we have this year's Conn Smythe winner. Uh, he won the Norris a couple years ago. We have of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Victor Hedman. Um, I'll, I'll let you guys take this one away because he is in your division. You guys get to see the most out of Victor Hedman. So, uh, what are your guys thoughts on, uh, Victor Hedman?
0: Yeah, I could go first, Tom, if you want. Um, this is my favorite, favorite defenseman uh, playing right now, Victor Hedman. Just like we said about Dougie Hamilton, the size and the capabilities of a big boy playing hockey in the style of offense and defense is pretty remarkable. Um, his mixture is pretty much unheard of at six foot, like eight on skates and doing the stuff he's doing. Um, he sits third most for most goals in a playoff run by a defenseman, with 10 behind Coffee and Leach on that incredible Con Smythe run. And obviously picking up the Stanley Cup as well on the way. And he had the best plus minus in the playoffs this past year as well. So that just tells you what great of a defensive defenseman he is as well. And just the style he plays, just the way he skates, just the way he comes out and plays his game. Victor Hedman is one of the best defensemen. I had him one on my list, but I can't argue that another guy has won because he obviously did pick up that uh, Norris Trophy at the end of the year. But Victor Hedman, I just have a little bit of bias on him. He is my favorite defenseman. So... I would have to put up the one slot, but I'm, I'm okay with playing method two. 55 points in 66 games, 0.83 points per game, plus 27. There's no denying that Victor Hedman's a top two defenseman in the league, so uh, I'll let you guys take it away from here after this.
2: Yeah, and I know like you loved, your, you loved your Victor Hedman. I think he's a spectacular defenseman. I was the one that had him at the number two instead of the number one because I just like somebody a little bit better right now. But Victor Hedman, no denying he's... Easily, easily, number one or two in the league as a defenseman, and we talked. I talked a lot about primary and secondary points. Uh, Victor Hedman, number two in primary points, or sorry, yeah, primary points with 27 assists versus our number one guy who had just just one more. So it's not a big difference, and I think. Victor Hedman, we talked about with John Carlson, how he was like a core of that cup winning team. And Victor Hedman was a lot of the same way. He was able to be one of those core guys. We talked about in the last episode with Vasilevsky being one of those like true members of the core of the Tampa Bay Lightning. And I think there's very few guys that are like a true core, very few teams that have a true core. And Hedman's definitely one of those key parts of that Tampa Bay core. And he won the Conn Smythe and he won the cup. And I don't think you can argue with him being any lower on this list. Ursa, what about you? Yeah,
1: like you guys said, I think you guys talked a lot about, you guys hit on the key points about Victor Hedman. Um, You know, he obviously plays on a truly elite, talented team in Tampa. There's no denying that. But we've seen how Hedman has really evolved. He's grown since he's jumped into the league. Um, He's huge he probably skates as well as anyone for being as big as he is. Like we said with Hamilton of, you know, how like it's, I know I heard Stamkos talking about how, you know, he talks about how good defensemen, how some of the defensemen of how good they are and talks about how headman is like, he, ex, he defends extremely well, but then he flies. The guy's a phenomenal skater. Um, he uses that massive reach. I think in a lot of situations, he's not easy to play against. He's mean. He's a mean guy. He's not, he's very tough to play against and you know offensively he's just as capable as I think any other guy in the league um, you know he he plays a really well structured game he defends extremely well he jumps in the offense he doesn't really make too many mistakes I think the playoffs really showed how strong he was and like if he you can make the argument he's Tampa's best player like I know Vasilevsky and Kucherov and Stamkos and Point all exist but you can truly make that argument he's one of the best players on his team. and He's definitely one of the best defensemen in the league. Um, and he's been proving that for the past 10 plus years now. Um, so yeah, that's really all I've got on Victor Hedman. Uh, just before we head into our number one pick, which if you guys already haven't guessed it yet, um, we do have a few honorable mentions. We have four that we would like to mention. There were These were guys that all cracked our list, except for one of them. But I'll start off uh, my honorable mention, um, is Jared Spurgeon of the Minnesota Wild. This is a guy I do believe is a lot like Jacob Slavin, where he's not necessarily getting um, the love that he deserves or the respect, the respect that he deserves. I know from the analytics, analytics community, he gets a ton of respect. He was number nine on my list. Not flashy at all, really. But Spurgeon, probably one of, if not the best defensive defenseman in the league. Along with probably Jonas Brodin, which is ironically on his own team, um, he had 32 points this year. You know, he had 43 a year past, but um, Spurgeon is just one of those guys that sh- defends extremely,
2: extremely well. And um, that's all I got to mention. Uh, we'll go on to Tom. Yeah, for my honorable mention, I just had Toronto Maple believe defenseman Morgan Morgan Riley. You know, for me, it's either he's going to be top five on this list next year or back in around the 20s really good year two years ago really not so much the next year but for me i really think he deserves to be on this list and what about you thomas who's yours
0: yeah for me it's zach rowenski the columbus blue jackets i mean points for a defenseman isn't the bn at all and stuff like that and he missed a couple of games with injury this year and he still put up 20 goals as a defenseman and counting even more games with the cancellation of the season this guy could hit 25 goals as a defenseman, which would be the most. So I know points is not the most flashy thing for defensemen. Obviously, keeping the puck out of the net is that a factor for a defenseman. But when a guy has 20 goals, 41 points, and he can play a defensive game, some games, uh, I think Zacharunsky is an honorable mention for me. And there is one more guy. He's very, very, very young still. Russo can mention him because he had a bit of an itch to put him on the list at the end of the. Uh, when we're creating this final final list. So you can yeah. mention quickly.
1: Yeah, really quickly, just shout out Rasmus Dahlin Uh so good as a twenty year old. So good. Like forty-four points in his forty four points in his rookie year, forty points this year. He's gonna be a top five defenseman in this league. No doubt about it. That's all I really I have to add. Um but yeah moving on to our number one defenseman. Thomas mentioned it a little earlier. Um from the Nashville Predators this year's Norris Trophy winner Roman Yossi I'll let you guys handle it
0: all right uh, yeah Roman Yossi the Norris Trophy winning defenseman uh, which is the best defenseman in the NHL obviously last year 65 points in 69 games plus 22 for the National Predators and you know what guys his uh, his back was actually hurting all year this year because he was carrying that Preds team all season he went on multiple point streaks during the season. I believe his best was 12 games. And as a defenseman, again, that's pretty crazy. I've said it enough on this podcast, but he was great in both zones on the ice, third in time on ice in the entire NHL. And obviously, as I said before, he captured the Norris Trophy, and it was fully, fully, fully deserved from Roman Yossi. Even in the four playoff games he played, he had four points, like which is incredible, so Uh, He is Nashville's heart and soul without him. They'd be absolutely nothing and wouldn't be a playoff team at all. So Roman Yossi gets a complete shout out from the burning leaf podcast as the best defenseman in the national hockey league. I think we can all sort of agree on this, correct?
2: Yep. I think we can definitely agree on this. It's like, it's, he won the Norris for a reason. He is the best defenseman. He didn't have much to work with on Nashville like you could argue Hedman did or Petro- Petrangelo or even on Carolina, the Hamilton and Slavin. Nashville is not a good team, not up front. And even though that d core is pretty good, they have Ellis there too. It's Roman Yossi just took over that team, took over the league and just was able to run that team and take them as far as he will take them and there's really not much to say about him he just had an unbelievable season overall and like I hinted at earlier with Hedman in the primary assists Roman Yossi was the only one with more he had 28 versus Hedman's 27 and then added 21 secondary assists to go on to that and also 16 goals so he just had a spectacular season overall spectacular player spectacular defenseman And you got to give the Swiss man credit. He's really, really good on that back end and very much deserving of the Norris winner. What about you, Russo? Yeah, no, I think this was the guy that,
1: you know, when the awards were upcoming and, you know, really at the pause when, you know, when the season went on, when the season got suspended, I think he was my guy. um, That was going to be up for the Norris. And I I thought it was going to be John Carlson, honestly, just because the way the NHL works. But I was super happy that was Roman Yossi. Um, obviously, his offensive numbers speak for themselves. He had 65 points, but defensively, he is no slouch. Like, so good defensively. Like he, like you guys said, like he was the guy that was leading the Predators all year. Like, like Ryan Ellis is no slouch either. Ryan Ellis is really, really, really good. Uh, but Roman Yossi, he's on another level than I think a lot of those guys um, are in that team. Like, he's the captain there in Nashville for a reason. He's their leader. On the ice, obviously off the ice, he's the best defenseman on their team, and he may not be my number one defenseman in the league, but he's definitely in the tier of elite. And there's a reason we have him at number one. We all came to a consensus and agreed that he is the best defenseman in the league, and um, there's no argument to be made. He's he had a truly phenomenal year. You know, now people are probably giving him the respect he deserves, even though he's been getting it for a while now. But uh, now getting that exposure, especially in a a market like nashville where it is a little bit bigger and it's mm-hmm. uh there are a lot they have a lot more fun down there i think but uh roman yossi deserving of this spot um unless you guys have anything to add nope. that's all really i got to add on roman yossi
0: nope, that's it that's pretty much it on romeosi um uh like the goalie list and probably more or less the list that come out in the future for us it's gonna probably change quite a bit till next year there's gonna be a lot of uh, fringe defensemen we had this year that we mentioned honorable mentions that will crack the top 10 and maybe even some that just come out of nowhere and just kind of play really good and crack the top 10 so with that being said the top 10 defenseman list is now complete and i think next week we are moving on to the top wingers yes and then following that we're going to the top 10 centermen so uh yeah tom do you have anything to add before we wrap up and russo do you have anything to add
2: no not really but like you said like this list is going to change next year it's especially going to change in two years and we'll, it'll be interesting to see where it is and for the next two episodes I think for the goalies we were fairly on the same page for this we had a decent time coming up with one consensus of a list but for the wingers and centers I'm interested to see how it will go because I think we all will have very differing opinions but you just have to listen to find out mm-hmm. yeah like I think the wingers and centers is going to be just a whole shit storm oh, yeah. of like
1: how wild those lists are going to be but just before we wrap up if we're talking about the um best defenseman in the league like who are you like we did for the goalies last week who would you guys say are um like your top up and coming defenseman that you know maybe in a few years will be at the uh, number one spot i'll start with one of you guys
0: yeah i can go first before we mention the guys like the honorable mentions i think rasmus Dalin can definitely be there but Maybe not this guy is the number 1 but definitely in the top I'd say 75 Adam Fox of the New York Rangers he had Oh
1: stop bringing that name up. Yeah,
0: he had a great rookie campaign yeah, He's good. 22 42 points and in 70 games as a rookie. That's just incredible. If he could get power play time, uh, taking D'Angelo off that spot, who's a good puck moving defenseman on that power play for the Rangers, if he can get, if he can boot him off somehow on the top unit, I think Adam Fox is in the conversation next year and in the future for sure.
1: Yeah, um, I'll probably say the same. Adam Fox, you know, of course he was a Flames prospect that they just gave away, um, but for me, I, I mentioned Rasmus Dahlin earlier. Like, I think that guy has the potential to be probably the best defenseman in the league in a few years from now. Um, I'll also say Bowen Byram, even though he hasn't played a game yet. um, There's a lot of hype around him, obviously in Colorado. But, you know, some of the, like, I think Ivan Provorov is a guy that we didn't even mention as an honorable mention. That guy is ridiculously good too. So, uh, Adam Fox, you know, Bowen Byram, Ivan Provorov are still on my, like, you know, watch list, I think.
2: Uh, Tom, anything last to add? Yeah, I think my list will be, or my watch list will just be, I think, rasmus and you. rasmus and you. we'll go with that we'll just see of course you would of course because i think yeah yeah dubus has a gem here we'll keep it simple <laughs> keep the leaf based
1: yeah shout the out League. yusuf alamaki so um but yeah Thank i you. think that Him too. yeah yeah uh, But i think that's gonna wrap it up for episode 8 of the burning leaf podcast like always if you guys want to subscribe to our youtube channel we are at the burning leaf pod um, and then at, on Twitter and Instagram, we are also at the Burning Leaf Pod. Uh, like I said, we'll be back at some point next week with the top 10 wingers. And that about wraps up. so everyone have a good one and we'll see you in the next episode.